Hi everyone, my name is Laura, and you're listening to LF Photo Space, a podcast dedicated to all things photography. Just want to say good evening, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend. And to also let you know that I will not bore you with specific techniques or any specific photographers that I like. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about one of my favorite um, techniques as in the type of photography that I really enjoy looking at that I've done myself and what you get out of it and that my friends is street photography and street photography is super simple and although it sounds just like that super simple it doesn't necessarily mean that it is what it does mean is that it is the art of being able to photograph things that are happening as you come about or as they come about and Street photography has been known to create taboo cultures and it has been known to potentially create, you know, mundane images because so many people are so different and how each individual relates to what is happening at that particular time. But according to Wikipedia, they call street photography candid photography it is a type of photography conducted for art of course or for just inquiry about features that are unmediated that you that provide chance encounters random incidents and these tend to happen usually within public spaces so just so that you're aware of what it what it is and street photography for me has been just capturing those decisive moments and again we go back to talking about decisive moments and the first thing that comes to mind is Henri Cartier-Bresson who was the creator or the inventor I should say of the decisive moment and basically just going going around and walking around or let's say deciding to take a walk and experimenting or being curious about what is out there you know it could be that you're photographing maybe grass or a landscape or maybe someone that is crossing the street across from you seems to be interesting and so you want to photograph this person you know it, it it it's candid it's catching people and subjects very candidly it is the essence of candid photography it involves people and most of all it involves the human being so humanity and there is something very unique and very interesting about how humans behave specifically when they are not being observed or maybe when they think that no one is watching therefore you know it's it's interesting to capture that but you not only capture it with human beings you capture it with things that are around you and it has to be a real unposed moment any moment that you want to capture whether it be an animal whether it be a subject an object 
you know, trying to define street photographer is almost like trying to define what sweet or salty is. You can't fully describe it, but you know it when you see it or you know it when you taste it. So street photography is anything that you find amusing, anything that you find interesting, anything that mesmerizes you and you take an image of it, you capture that moment. So you become a sort of observer. Um, another word for that is a flaneur by nature. And it is in a way the ability to connect with the world and bring back the moments that stand out to you as an individual, as a photographer, as a person. It can be anything that has to do with, or if you want to create a visual form of poetry, And it also has to have a certain type of beauty and form because those two are important aspects of street photography. So in other words, great street photo photographs, I'm sorry, have often had something going on beneath the surface. So you have to have that eye. You need to learn to develop your eye. And with street photography, as an, as an amateur, as a professional, as someone who is curious, you have to look past that thing that is interesting to you at that particular time and that takes time and so in order for you to do that you need to go out there and explore you need to go out there and see you need to make sure that what you're looking at is mesmerizing to you that it brings you to your knees per se or that it just says wow i am in awe it could be a table it could be a flower it could be the air it could be a tree it could be the color of the green grass it could be whatever you want it to be but the point of the matter is is that you have to find it mesmerizing you have to look beneath the surface you have to go past that line you have to really dig in deeper into that image or that moment that you're looking at and remember as photographers your camera lens is your eye it's almost like it's a third eye it's the eye that captures what the rest of you cannot see or what we don't really see or notice so keep that in mind a photographer that is able to capture that that is able to look beyond knows that they can do so much more with that So if you ever reach a point where you're photographing and you get to that level, you know it, you know that you are a photographer. A book doesn't define you. A degree doesn't define you. I chose to have a degree in it because it was something that I truly loved. And I can tell you that because I love the smell of the chemistry as I was printing black and white pictures, just the same way I loved how the smell of the photographic paper drove me crazy to the point where I just wanted to use it until I used it all up. And then I went back and wanted to do it again. The way that developing made me so happy. It was my happy time. It was my happy moment. It was a sense of serene. It was a way to feel like I was in my own element, like I was doing what I wanted. And sometimes street photography is about being passionate. It's about being passionate about a focus that you have. Perhaps you don't want to wander. Perhaps you already have an idea of what you're looking for when you're photographing. It's the same thing. You don't know exactly how to express it, but you know what it is when you see it. 
So just remember that it is extremely important to know that that is going to be your passion. And that's the reason why I did it. And so many people have many different reasons why they follow this. And none of it is wrong. Everybody is unique in their own way. And everybody has that ability to do that. And there's also a way to figure out that there are hints that involve feelings, that involve ideas, stories that you want to create with your photography. Maybe you want to uh, compose a storyline and you know how to do it in that manner. Photographing what you like, what you observe, what you see will allow you to do that. Maybe you have a question about something and with your photography, you can question that you are free to do that as well. And these photos are meant to prompt the viewer. This is supposed to bring out and create a specific emotion from your viewers. So keep that in mind. Whether street photography depicts reality or not, or whether it can be disputed or not, I would probably have to say that it has to depict the reality of you as a photographer you as the individual that is taking the images and an effective way to understand street photography is to look at the work of great photographers great street photographers so open up your mind if you don't have a particular idea go online look street photographers up depending on the era whether it be the 1930s the 1940s the 1950s the 1920s 2010 whatever your catch is you're able to do that you see how how their work varies how you know if you want to try to understand what they were aiming to portray this is a great way to do it the end at the end you are going to take a look at different aspects of all these individuals who have photographed, who have basically grabbed the camera and just walked down the street, not having an expectation, but definitely anticipating what they'll find or what you'll find and what you'll come up with. And that's what kept me going. And that's what kept me so motivated to want to do it. You know, and then following that is for you to do it for yourself. And it might feel awkward at first and you might feel a little bit slow because you have to get used to doing it. You know, it's not just walking down the street and photographing everything that you see. You don't have to do that. If you want to do that, you can. But if you don't have a sense of direction as to what exactly it is you want to do, take your time. Keep in mind that no one is rushing you. No one is telling you, you have to have five images the next time you walk out the door. No, you can do whatever feels right for you. We don't want to sound cliche, but you know, sometimes if you are using your cell phone camera or you're using a digital camera, you're using a point and shoot camera, just keep in mind that it's okay that maybe your first initial pictures might not be the best ones, but if you keep trying and you keep focusing on what you like, you'll find the ones that you truly feel will make an impact. So if some of them are not as interesting, that's okay. Or if some of them appear to be cliche, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a cliche image, nothing. It's what you view and how you propose to, to have that shot taken that will matter to you. But over time, your voice will begin to develop 
and your photographs will have the ability to become more cohesive and unique to you as a photographer. And that is where you will start to break out. That is where you'll stand out and that is where you realize that that image or a set of images have just given you your style, have made you unique, and will allow you to stand out. Okay? You always want to make sure that you look up local laws regarding street photography. Um, I'm not saying I'm into the whole legal stuff, but even though street photography is legal in the United States, as long as the pictures are for artistic purposes, it should be okay. You can sell the prints or you can sell the images or you can post them online, but just make sure that you know, you have or you give proper credit to the, the people that you're photographing. If you're going up to people and you're saying, hey, can I take your picture? Or, hey, I love the way that you look. Can I photograph you? You want to make sure that you have that as an option because although you can catch candid images of individuals doing certain things, you know, you always want to make sure that you cover your assets in other words um the ethics i guess when it comes to that is to cover your your assets make sure that you ask questions make sure that you know if you want to photograph individuals that you start with a little a little bit of developing some type of friendly relationship where they feel comfortable enough to allow you to take their picture or photograph them in a particular way just so that you're not just coming off as someone creepy per se and you're just going to run away with their image without their permission some people tend to be touchy-feely about that other individuals don't but if you happen to be candid about it and you kind of walk by someone and you take their picture that's also okay but just keep that in mind and so when we also talk about ethics and the ethic of photography, specifically street photography, it is another story. It is ethical to photograph strangers in public without their permission. But again, we go back to what I just mentioned. It depends on how you feel. I think some of the images that I've portrayed or that I've taken as I've been walking down the street or as part of maybe personal body of work, um, I try to make them as cultural, as artistic, and historical in the sense that I want to capture specific purposes that don't necessarily involve, you know, too many specifics, but relate to something overall. So let's say I'm in, I'm in the city. I can give you an example. I have a book of images on my travels to Peru. And basically what I did was I woke up early I grabbed my camera and I took a friend along with me. I got in a taxi and I walked through the downtown areas of Lima. And there were wealthy people, there were working class people, and there were also homeless. And what broke my heart was that the homeless are really, truly homeless. And I don't know about you guys, but many individuals in Miami are and have the ability whether they live in a halfway house or not to have a pair of shoes perhaps to wear a shirt perhaps to wear a pair of pants if it's a lady maybe she's wearing shorts or maybe she's wearing pants 
back home, some individuals don't have that. And people as, as the people that live in this country are not as nice as they could be. So it's not like someone will get out of their car and give you a dollar or not like you're going to stop what you're doing or you're going to stop when you hit a red light and you're going to give a pair of shoes to someone in need. It doesn't necessarily work that way. There are different standards. There are different things. So technically, things are not always the same. And so my purpose was to photograph the homeless individuals. And I was able to capture a few. I was able to capture a couple of individuals in their element. And although I kept my distance and I did it candidly, I did it in a way where it depicted a purpose. It had some type of historical purpose. I was telling a story. And that combined with different settings in different parts of the city, with different individuals in front of restaurants or whatever the case was, I was able to build that story and I was able to make that book. So just keep that in mind, okay? Um, and I believe also that I was a good person in doing good things because, you know, even though I did photograph certain individuals, I did go up to them. I did ask and I asked for permission. But occasionally I still feel a little creepy about taking pictures of individuals in public without their permission. So I tend to do it fairly quickly, but I've gotten I've gotten good to the point where I could actually point my camera, you know, and focus on the subject, photograph, and then keep walking. And that's just something that you'll develop eventually. But us photographers, there are certain things that we can do. There are certain things that we are able to handle. So it is something that every person can develop at their own pace, at their own time. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. And to me, um, I've always thought that it was worth it. Because, again, you develop a relationship with the subject and slowly but surely the individual will allow you to maybe perhaps ha hold the conversation as you're photographing him or her. Um, what I've learned, too, is that some photographers will not photograph children or homeless people. <laughs> so take me out of that list. And others do it incredibly well and are very compassionate when they describe their work or when they're telling a story specifically with children and homeless people i've also learned that as well specifically with children i've always felt a little bit scared because with everything that's going on in our world and this is something that goes way back you don't know that if you're photographing someone or someone's child that that parent or you know, the individual that's taking care of them at the moment, whether it's at the park or at school or anywhere in particular, that they're not going to have something negative to say to you. So it's, it's very, it's very, it's a very careful subject. And I photograph kids myself, but always with the parents' permission. If I've done photo shoots of children, I've specifically mentioned that. So those moments have been okay for me. But you want to be careful when you're trying to do that. If you don't know someone's child or you happen to think, oh my God, that little boy or that little girl is so cute. You can do it. It's up to you. You're taking a huge risk, but you're better off asking. If you have family members and you want to do their portraits, that's a different story. But always, 
you know, always keep in mind that you are better off by asking if you can photograph them and, and show images and make sure that the turnaround that you're providing is sufficient enough where they understand that it's something, oh, okay, well, you know, this individual is taking a picture of my child or whatever the case may be, and that they'll have that image. But moving along, I want to say that I guess the main point is to figure out what you're comfortable with and go with that. And like I said before, don't let anyone else tell you what is ethically right or wrong. You are individuals, you are unique, and you yourselves know what is correct, what feels comfortable to you. And if there's something that doesn't, then feel free to mention it. Feel free to say so. And if you want to learn how to do street photography, I think the first step is to push through the fear. Don't be scared. Grab your camera, move along, test it, you know? Improve your eye and hand coordination as you're holding your camera. And to get to the general tips, make sure that you, I guess, you know how to carry yourself. It's It has to do a lot with whether you feel or that you give off that that look of intimidation when you're trying to photograph something or someone than if you've done this before. So you have to feel confident in the sense that I can do this. I can walk and take pictures just like you would if you were, I don't know, let's say traveling and you're taking pictures of landscapes in the same manner. Feel free to do that and practice if you need to. There's nothing wrong with taking practice. Again, making sure that you cover all your assets, making sure that you're moving out there, you're exposing, that you're putting yourself out there just for the sake of getting comfortable with doing it in public. Another thing that I would suggest is to figure out what makes an interesting photograph and how to develop your voice. Remember, your voice is what you're trying to portray as you're taking these images you're creating a voice you're creating a piece of work or a body of work and what you're doing is through that body of work through that voice you are telling a story and i would say one of the most important aspects through all of this is to have fun you have to have fun it can't be something that's stressful if you feel at any point that what you're doing becomes stressful then you definitely want to stop you want to take a step back and you want to put your camera down and pick it up later it should not be stressful it should be fun and you always want to try and practice frequently so the more you do it the more comfortable you're going to feel even if it's in short spurs or even if it's with just your camera phone, this is what will take you to the next level, okay? And I know many people will ask, what if you get caught? How do I push through your fear of taking street photography or doing street photography? The best thing that you could do, and I think one of the toughest parts or aspects of what I've done through street photography is to possibly get as close to the strangers to get a good picture without getting in trouble. And like I said, you talk to people, you know, one thing that you want to consider is where you're located. Obviously, that makes a lot of sense. So always keep that in mind. Places like New York City will be a lot easier because 
there are other individuals doing that and there are a lot more people around but it shouldn't stop you you know it just depends on your setting your environment but before you start you should think about what you will say if someone catches you so make sure that you have a bit of a story or you're saying hey i'm a photographer and i'm working on this if they ask you you know if you do get caught what you want to do is you want to smile tell the person that yes you did take their photo and you're doing it for a project on the streets and the people of let's say new york or the people of miami or the people of arizona or the people of pennsylvania wherever you are and you can always say hey i thought you look great and that's why i wanted to take your picture flattery is always key make sure that you keep that in mind because at some point there's a specific reason why you wanted to photograph that individual or that subject and you want to make sure that you say positive things you want to make sure that you embrace the fact that there was a unique and very interesting reason why that individual caught your attention or caught your eye and if they ask if they could receive the image sure feel free to give them your email then you can email them the photograph and if they still seem a little bit uncomfortable then offer to delete it that is the worst case scenario if they say you know is it okay if you can delete it you say yeah sure no problem and then you move on to the next thing don't worry remember you're trying it out you're you're trying to feel comfortable yourself and if you're gonna start photographing individuals you want those individuals whether they're strangers or not to also feel comfortable with you taking your their image i'm sorry and the way that you approach them another step is to go somewhere busy okay So if you're looking to go to a festival, if you're looking to go to a restaurant because you want to photograph people eating or you want to photograph a specific type of food, food, sorry, or dish, make sure that you go somewhere busy. It shouldn't it shouldn't only be for you to capture a photograph in busy places, but when you are learning, this can be very, very important. So if you go to a busy street corner, a fair or an event where lots of interesting things are happening, you will find that you and your camera will fit right in because it will almost be like you'll go a little bit unnoticed, but you'll be able to flow because people are going to be so busy and intertwined with whatever it is that they're doing that you'll have the flexibility. You'll be able to feel comfortable to snap as many shots as you can and know that you're capturing a moment, you're capturing an activity. When there are lots of people with cameras around and everyone is happy and busy, you will find that people will barely notice you. So just keep that in mind as well. And it's an environment that will allow you to get comfortable. Remember, not just comfortable with individuals, but with your camera so that you can learn how to take good shots. So this is the opportunity where I say, go for it. Busy places are better and it gives you more of like a behind the scenes look and then it's almost a sort of camouflage where you're you're not necessarily um being seen but you go unnoticed it's almost like you're very invisible but yeah you're at you're able to capture all these great shots all these great images 
And also, similarly, sometimes you will want to pick a shot and let your subjects come to you. So, for instance, you want to find a location where there are there is a lot going on, but you want to spend your energy watching your surroundings instead of walking around. So make sure that if you're in a busy spot, you can take a seat and you can kind of people watch. And that will also allow you to capture for images and moments that take place where you really shouldn't have to move, you can actually sit and you can actually watch things happen in front of you. And that makes it a lot easier to snap, to snap a shot of, okay? This way you will be entering and they will be entering, your subjects will be entering your personal space instead of you entering their space. And it will also be a quicker way to react since you will already be in the right spot at the right time and watching your surroundings intently. A quick note that I'd love to add is that it is common for people to start off by shooting mostly from the hip. That is photographing without putting the camera to their eye to make it much less noticeable. So let's say you're walking down the street and maybe you're holding it at the lower end close to your thigh or your hip. Some people tend to photograph that way. I'm not saying that everybody does. I don't think I've ever done that unless I'm actually doing something specific. If it has to do with someone being photographed and they know about it or a landscape or a building architectural whatever the case may be but some people tend to do that in order to be or feel less noticeable this is a practice that a lot of photographers tend to do not all of them but some do including some of the um i guess the more prominent or maybe the more um, amateur photographers but sometimes it is necessary so it can be a crutch as well, you know, meaning that it can help you feel less tense as you're photographing different individuals or different moments. And as you start feeling more comfortable, then you will tend to lift up your camera and then you'll just shoot. You'll look directly into the lens and you'll be able to take even more interesting imagery. Now remember, one thing that you can learn is to shoot by putting the camera to your eye at first. So you can try that whole tip with putting it or trying to put it on your hip or close to your hip, but you wanna make sure that you shoot directly from when you're looking into that lens. Shooting from the hip can be done if necessary, but you wanna get that camera up to your eye as often as you can. And if you still find yourself struggling with aspects of candid street photography, try some street portraits and that'll get you a little bit more comfortable. This can be a great transition once you realize how receptive people are and how people will react to having their portrait taken. So you can make it a candid version of someone walking down the street, or you could actually stop them and ask them. And what I've noticed and over the years and over my time span is that many of the best street photographers are also the best actors when photographing. And so they have a way of looking like they are tourists, which is what I've done too. And they have no idea or that they have no idea how to use their camera and therefore they act out being confused in their own world or dance looks that have been seen on some photographers' faces have been hilarious when they do this. They pretend like they're not really 
using your camera and then some of them tend to capture the best portrait street photography that you can ever see i know one photographer will even go right up to take a picture of someone and then they look up and he will say oh i was just testing my camera sorry about that and so you just you know you're able to do that if you feel comfortable enough you can i know i've done it in the past sometimes i don't even ask i just say oops sorry i wasn't pointing at you and of course i was but you always want to make up some type of little fiblet excuse more than usually it will take and it will be a lot more subtle than that but it will help to do some light acting so that the moments can be as candid as possible so that you will not have to deal with everyone stopping you to ask you if you're taking their image or you're taking their photo. If that were to happen, you would get nowhere and you wouldn't be able to, to continue to do or focus on your project. Make sure that you try and keep from making eye contact with people as that has an evolutionary way of getting their attention. So make sure that you're looking away, sort of, or make sure that you're not actually making specific direct contact. Um, or you can always look off to the side, above, or through them in order to be able to photograph them without their knowledge. The camera snap is a fantastic technique to use. I know I've used it and it's your natural instinct that will be to remove the camera from your eye the second you take a photograph. Make sure that you don't. I know a lot of people do this and this is why many people know that you've taken their picture. So make sure that if you're photographing someone without their consent, that if you're you're looking straight through the lens, that you continue to do that so that you candidly Exclude yourself from having that individual asking if you did in fact take their picture. Instead, what you want to do is you want to capture the photo and keep the camera on your eye as the person moves out of your space. So just keep that in mind. This will have them thinking that you are just photographing the background or that, you know, it was done with, with a different intention and so they will not take notice of it. Okay, you can also aim your camera above or to the side of a person like you're photographing the background and then at least the second point the camera at them. They'll take you'll take the picture, but then you'll be able to move on. So just keep that in mind. Make sure that you use your eyes. This may seem like a simple technique or a simple tip, but it's not. So many of us as photographers have taught, have been taught to seem glued to, to our camera. And this has to stop because you stop looking at your surroundings and they are just as important as what is actually right in front of the lens. When it's done well, it almost feels like the camera isn't even there because you have a peripheral view of everything that you're surrounded by. And in order to find a great moment, you actually have to see it with your eyes before you go and take a, a picture of it. And so embrace it. You always want to make sure that you embrace your surroundings and then decide, okay, boom, I'm going to go ahead and take that picture. You want to focus your energy on looking around and trying to be as aware of your surroundings as possible. If you want to get closer, you can, and this is not meant to be a blanket statement, but a common problem that many of us photographers have is that we do not get close enough. I remember that as I started out, I didn't like to get close. I figured that my lens and my different lens sizes 
would help me, but eventually that caught up to me. I wanna, I wanted to be able to fill the frame without a scene and to get as close enough as possible to my subjects to be able to notice little details. So that is also something important. If you're the type of photographer that loves the little details and the little things, then this is a good way to start. Also keep in mind that you can get close, but not too close. Many photographers today take this tip too much to heart because most of their photographs are in an up close to face or detail and then that detail is lost and any context or background is completely lost as well. You want to make sure that you use some balance but also remember that being part of the action instead of lurking far away will improve the quality of your photos just make sure that you know that and that you understand that because that is important and what you want to do as well is you want to be spontaneous moments in street photography tend to happen very very fast and so many photographs will appear and disappear right in front of you right in front of your eyes even when you put the camera to your eye so make sure that that is something that you take notice of okay this is something that i consider vital and that should definitely allow you to do it with your gut and if you feel the potential for the photograph take it often if you wait and maybe perhaps if you take the image and, and it results in a terrible photograph or a terrible image or you feel that it could be a terrible image you don't necessarily have to have taken a terrible image there are times that if you do do that, you take that risk, that you will get the perfect shot, that you will be successful in taking that great image. It will be that much more interesting. So just keep that in mind to get loose and embrace your instincts. If your instincts are telling you, take the picture, do it. Take the picture. Take a chance. You know, if you give me a photograph of a normal looking person with a powerful expression any day over the most impressing or the most impressed or overly dressed person with a boring expression, then I'll take that one, you know? I'll take a normal person with maybe a powerful expression, and that to me will make a difference. And also as photographers, we always look for ideas and emotions in our images. And like I said before, this is my primary way of working, and so it is, up to me to capture those emotions in people's faces mostly the look on their eyes or the gestures in their bodies that tell me a story about them or that i'm able to tell a story about when you're able to connect with a person and you get a glimpse into what they might be feeling you will be able to lay a powerful foundation for your own photographs You also want to shoot in a variety of locations. Maybe you want to shoot in the area that you live in. Maybe if that's more comfortable, you can definitely try there. You can both, you can do both busy areas or quiet areas, and that'll allow you to learn and see the difference between what you can take as, as you're doing something busy or as it's calm and quiet. 
the more familiar you are with your location and the more time that you spend there, the more intimate the photographs will be. Just keep that in mind. You want to get familiar with certain areas and keep going back. You want to make sure that you're able to capture even more images or more, more interesting moments in those same areas and then jump into different areas you don't need to go to a different spot at any given time or every single time that you're going to go photograph to get a great picture so just bear bear that in mind you can also get a great photograph anywhere you don't really want to put a label on where you go but you you can do it everywhere And you should be able to practice in places that you might think of as typically uninteresting or boring. There might be an image that you find that is actually quite the opposite. The term boring for me is actually quite interesting. So what others may find boring or unattractive, I definitely find extraordinary. Why do you think the area is boring? You know, you ask yourself that question before you take the picture or as you're taking the picture. Will it not be a good location for photography? You have to consider those options. And if you don't want to consider, that's even better. You just want to cover it all. You can go to a parking lot. You can go to a suburb. You can go to a quiet street and see what you can do there. Some of the most incredible street photo photographers and photographs have been taken in all of these environments. So don't limit yourself and don't limit the environment that you're in because you feel like you're not going to get what you want. And with that, I say that have passion, have conviction about what you want to photograph. Be passionate about it. You can read a book, you can read articles, you can read about any photographer that you like, but never lose that passion to want to go out there and find something that's appealing to you and that's interesting to you. That is the most important part and the most important aspect of this career, of this hobby, of this adventure that you're on, of this artistic purpose that you feel that you have. And for so many different reasons, each of you is unique, just like I'm unique, just like any one of my photographer friends and colleagues are. You know what you like, you know what will entice you, you know what you will find extraordinary and definitely worth your time. With that, I say good night. I will chat with everyone next week. Stay true to yourselves, enjoy your long weekend, and we will see you soon. We will hear you soon. Have a good night, everybody.